Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. That's right, Dorothy. You're at the fifth anniversary party for Movie Attic Headquarters on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Betty Jo Tucker, thanking you for being with us to celebrate. We should have lots of fun remembering favorite guests, episodes, and memorable moments from our past shows, which I hope will motivate you to check out the archives and listen to the ones that uh, you might have missed or listen to one that you liked over again. Plus, we'll be giving away five film-related books, and we're hoping to have a very special guest here in person whose previous interview just happens to be the most popular one aired during the past five years on Movie Attic Headquarters. Uh, it's no surprise that I'm talking about the great Fred Willard, and uh, he was planning to call in. He isn't here now, but we have Nikki Starr watching the green room to <laughs> alert us as soon as Fred <laughs> does call in. And, uh, Nikki, I, I wanted to check with you uh, to find out if um, the balloons are up and the party hats ready for our chatter. I wish I would have uploaded some party music like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> you, you are the party music because you've been with Movie Attic Headquarters from the very, very first show, and it wouldn't be yeah. a party here without you. And I want also to check with our uh, co-host, Morgan Lawrence, uh, to see if he's ready to uh, help with the show. I am always ready to party with you, Betty Jo. And, Nikki, I'm glad you're here, too. It's going to be a hoot and a holler, and we're going to have a good time. It is. You know, Betty Jo, um, you know my friend Luke, who used to have a show, he just sent me, he had sent me an, the email, the very first email I sent him five years ago, inviting him to do a test show when I worked at Block Talk Radio before they got so big that they didn't do those personal test shows. Remember when we uh-huh. used to do that? Yes, I do. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it's been five years. Oh. I know. I, you and I never thought that we would we would be, be uh, doing a show like this. Uh, we started out with just uh, me just kind of uh, ranting and raving about a film. I think our first show was 15 minutes, and yes. um, I did a review of uh, Mr. Brooks starring Kevin uh, Costner. And uh, then people talked us into doing the half hour. Right, then they talked us forever, about... you guys, talking her into doing half an hour. She was so worried that she wouldn't have enough to talk about. It was great. <laughs> and so then <laughs> we we extended it to the to the forty five to the forty five minutes. And and Morgan, you've been such a terrific guest on our show uh, several times, and uh, you're just so busy. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're what you're up to these days. I'm shooting a movie called Exposure, 
with uh, Tom Sizemore, Corey Feldman, and Joan Cusack. And uh, I'm playing a mad scientist in there. Um, it's kind of a... Yeah, can, can you believe it? Yeah. Um, I'm also, at the same time, I'm shooting a pilot for HBO called The Black Man and the Jew, which is a dark comedy for HBO. And uh, we're shooting that. Uh, the two scheduling things are kind of like juggling place, but uh, between those two shoots, uh, we're working on the final edit for the screenplay for my book, The Streets Ran Red, to be a TV series. Oh, my gosh. Everything you're doing is so exciting, and I, I can hardly wait to have you back on the show to talk about uh, the um, the work that you're doing on film. And uh, will you let us know when uh, Exposed, Exposure is the name of it? Right? Exposure, exposure yes. You'll be first on list. Great. We we definitely want to have you on the show to talk about that. Yes, I, I want to hear about that, and I'm really interested in your uh, series for your book that I, I've read, and I think it's just so exciting. The streets ran red, and I encourage all our listeners to to check out that book. Um, are you close with getting that, getting some action on that? We're yeah. As a matter of fact, um, the first episode will be a two-hour pilot. And then uh, the following episodes will be one hour each. The series is going to be called West Central. And tentatively, we don't have any contracts yet, but tentatively we have Jack Black who is going to be playing me. Oh, Jack Black is going to be playing you. That, that, is, that really will work. That will definitely work. I have the, I have the visuals in, in yeah, mind. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I think that we do have Fred Willard on the line, and um, I'm going to just pick him on here. Thank you so much. It's so nice of you to to call. You know that your interview back in February of 2009 is the number one show that we've aired for the past five years. And oh, that's exciting. What it is. I was <laughs> I was hoping it would make you. I was hoping it would make you happy. I know Nikki, who's been with us the, uh, the entire five years, she's so happy about it. She's a oh. she's a Fred Willard fan. I'm a Fred yes. Willard fan. Well, thank you. I, think just, probably, I think probably 18 of those listens are mine, at least. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's just so well, well, Fred, I have to tell you that I'm not surprised at the at the popularity. Of that of that show when when you were on, I listened to it again over the weekend, and you were so funny and candid. You were getting ready to go to the Robert Osborne Film Festival. Oh yes, in in Athens, Georgia, sure. Right, and you talked about that. And by the way, I just happened to have here in my so-called office a poster from the 2009 Robert Osborne Film Festival. It shows Robert Osborne with a James Bond. Gun, uh -huh. <laughs> and then it's got your signature and Diana Sangers and James Colt Harrison and a, a lot of other signatures. And I was I couldn't be there, but at least uh, I, I believe Diana uh, arranged for for me to have that poster, and it has a place of honor here. Oh, terrific! Well, those are a lot of fun. A whole week of uh, great movies shown on the big screen, and uh, I think that that might have been. I don't know whether I was co-hosting, but what. One year, uh, Robert Osborne had to leave in the middle of the week, and I took over for the last couple of uh, days. So um, I was uh, I was the, the professor of movies for a, a while. 
Oh, that would have been so much fun to to hear. Yeah. And did you enjoy doing that? Oh, it was great fun. And they showed um, one of my movies. I'm not sure which one. And I remember when I introduced it, I said, finally, something that we can all enjoy. It was funny because we already they'd they'd shown uh, um, oh good lord classics you know about Barbara Streisand's Funny Girl and so I was uh, trying to be funny there you know because uh, uh, I think it was for your consideration the Christopher Guest movie oh yes which you 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 were so great in that and, and you've been great in most of his uh, his films that you you've appeared in you talked about that on the show and you talked oh. about your sketch comedy experience and oh, yeah. uh, it's just it's on uh, it, that show is archived so good it, good well it, if you like uh, well not sketch but i i have a series that's coming on july 10th on abc it's called trust us with your life and what it is um i'm the host and we interview um celebrities and we also have four improv actors sitting to the side of the stage and every once in a while i'll stop the host's life story and calling the improvisers to act out that segment of the the, the the star's life, and it's some of the most phenomenal improvisational comedy you'll ever seen. I have no part in; I'm just the host. But uh, it's one of the, oh. we did eight of them, and it's, it's going to be on ABC this summer. That's a great idea for it a show. It's a great idea. We got uh, had David Hasselhoff and Jerry Springer, and um, uh, some just some great guests and. Uh, Serena Williams, and so it's a, it's a whole new look at both talk show and an improv show. They kind of combined it. It's the same people who did Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, great. I so that should be, um, it'll either um, uh, be great and go off it after eight weeks, or they'll do it again next year, and uh, whether they use me or not, it's a, it's just a great idea. It certainly is, and and you've got a movie uh, coming up, I think, with with uh, Morgan Freeman. Is exactly. that correct? Exactly. It's called the, the Magic of Belle Isle, which is, oh. uh, Belle Isle is the name of this little summer resort in upstate New York that uh, he goes to to take care of someone's house. And I, I'm just a neighbor, and it's the first time I've ever gotten to work with Morgan Freeman. It was uh, it was just beautiful up there. It's one of these uh, towns uh, in northern uh, New York State. With a huge lake, and everyone has a yacht, and um, they don't go there for vacation. This is just where they live with their yachts and the lake. And uh, it was a beautiful experience. I was up there for about uh, 10 days and working with Morgan Freeman, and that was just great. Oh, I will really look forward to that uh, film. Yeah, too. Uh, and, uh, I hope it does as well as that last thing he did, uh, A Dolphin's Tale. That, that was a, a little movie, but made uh, it was really critically acclaimed. And, uh, so I hope they like this one. He's a very likable actor. Well, he certainly has uh, a lot of uh, movies to his credit, but I don't know uh, how many people uh, surpass you on the uh, Internet Movie Database. Uh, I was checking there, and I think you have something like over 230 uh, <laughs> acting credits. <laughs> still, oh, dear, yeah. And still going strong, and, and I, I kind of um, hate to mention this, but I, I think it's only fair to let you know that uh, although you were your interview here on Movie Addicts Headquarters did uh, draw in almost a million listeners, uh, you you had some competition, big competition uh, from Cloris Leachman, especially. She oh, has just a mere 20, 29 listeners behind you. Have you ever worked with Cloris? <laughs> I have, yes. I've, yes, I worked in a movie a couple of years ago called Expecting Mary. 
I've known her for years, you know, when you're out here in the business. And uh, I just did an episode of um, Raising Hope uh, last year. And I didn't work with her, but she walked into my dressing room and actually uh, borrowed a book I was reading and said, oh, let me read this. And by the end of the day, I had to... uh, you know, she was leaving. I said, Chloris, uh, let me, don't forget to return that book. You know, I, I didn't want to <laughs> say she couldn't take it, but, uh, you know, you're sitting in your dressing room, I'm reading a book, and she says, oh, this looks interesting, walked out of the dressing room with it. But she's very funny on that show. She's terrific. She's a very, very funny lady. I, I would just love to see the two of you co-starring in a, in a major uh, movie, you know, with that, wide, with wide release. Uh, maybe we could get the ball rolling on that. Uh, that would, would be a good mind? idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be great. We'll yeah. It would that. have to be some dysfunctional family film. Or oh, something, well, <laughs> well, that those dysfunctional families are very, very popular. Now yeah. I know you won't be able to stay for our entire party today, but I, before you go, I did, uh, I did want to uh, ask, um, uh, our Morgan, we have uh, Morgan Lawrence as our co-host, and Nikki Starr, uh, whom you've met, if if they have any uh, comments uh, or questions that they would like. So, uh, so Morgan, why don't you uh, ask uh, or or relate to Fred any comments that you would like to? Yeah, Fred, how are you? Good talking. Fine, fine, doing fine. Um, I have a question. Do you have a preference between improv as opposed to a frozen script? Oh, I much prefer a regular uh, script um, because once um, once you, you – I just did a, a little movie with – I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Garland, who's on the Curb Your Enthusiast. He put together a little uh, film about um, uh, Little League parents, and, and uh, it was uh, completely improvised, which is a lot of fun, but it's kind of draining. You write the script yourself, but, but I, I prefer to have – a good solid script. The ideal is if they have a nice script, and then you film that a couple of times, and they say, "Now, if you have anything you want to do your own," because sometimes I'll have a funny line I want to get in or a funny observation. But the danger is you give an actor to improvise. Suddenly, they're in a completely different movie. If you know what I mean, they're, they're going yeah, off, and, and the director finally has to say, "That's very funny, but let's go back now and uh, let's get back to the main topic. Yeah, let's get back to the main script." Uh, but it can prefer, be a lot of fun. Huh? Do you prefer live over um, movie? Well, I love live for one reason, uh, because I, I just don't like a lot of rehearsal and retakes. Uh, I'm still doing a lot of sketch comedy. I'm part of a little group here in L.A., and it's just, you know, you, you, you rehearse a, a show, and we get up and do it one night, and it's sketches, so it's no long-form uh, play. And you you do do it, and it either works or it doesn't. You go out to dinner afterwards and say, "Gee, that was fun," and it's all over. And it's uh, you know, you do a movie or a TV show, you're rehearsing for a week on a TV show, the same lines over and over, and then you do it in front of an audience. And is it funny? Is it not funny? They add a line, they tweak a line, they have notes. So, in, in a nutshell, I like uh, live stuff and. Uh, 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 you know, a live TV show, I think, would be the just thing I I I just love to do. Just one take at something, and then uh, you're done. I had oh, a uh, conversation with uh, Tim Conway recently, and you know what? He shared almost the exact same sentiment. Oh yes, yeah. Well, he's an awfully funny man. You know, you want him up there. You you, you can script him a little. You know, tell me the character, and here's some some funny lines you might want to get in, but. Uh, 
you don't have to be uh, afraid. He'll he'll um, you, if you can rein him in. Yeah. Well, I always admire people who can do improvisation and do the do the sketch comedy. And someday maybe I'll be able to get to uh, your location and be able to to see some of some of the work with with the mohos. Is that what you call it? That's them? what we call it. Yes, people ask us why we call it that. Was because we started it in North Hollywood, which at the time is known and still is NoHo. You know, North Hollywood, like New York, has NoHo. And we started the group just before Christmas, and someone said, we'll call it Mohos, you know, like Santa Claus. So it's just stuck there, and um, and it's fun. And uh, we get a nice uh, little crowd that comes into a Second City Theater there in Hollywood, and um, uh, it, it's great. It's a little theater. It's it's ideal. It's not a huge auditorium, and um, everyone has fun. We have some young people who are writing sketches and other people who have uh, more seasoned uh, experience who have written for Saturday Night Live and uh, sitcom, so you get a nice mix, and, and when you get the young people, you know, some people, some kids 22, 23 years old coming in with a new take on things, and uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Oh, I think it would be just uh, just so much fun to, to see that, and I, I don't want to neglect uh, Nikki and the, and the chatters uh, before you, you have to go, Fred. So, okay. Nikki, do you have a question uh, or a comment from the chat you'd like to I share have, with Fred? Yeah, I do. I have like three, but I'll be quick. Sure. First of all, I think we need to make a campaign to get you back hosting on Saturday Night Live. Okay? You know, he oh, great. Sure. I think yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh, I can't even imagine a funnier. And it would even be good if Devo came back on with you. With who? <laughs> Devo. That was actually the musical guest when you were there. And I oh, Devo, yes. Yeah, I'm the best of Saturday Night Live. And you did a fantastic job. So. Thank you very much. They yeah, were terrific. They were very uh, ahead of them at their time, and I ran into the, the leader of Devo at, a, at some function uh, last year, and they were going to appear here in L.A., and they said, he said, God, could we get you to introduce us at this big uh, thing? And, and it would be so fun because I introduced them on Saturday Night Live, but unfortunately, I, the dates didn't match up, and I couldn't do it. Oh, oh. wouldn't that have been awesome? Yeah. What a great story. It would have been awesome. And I noticed that... Uh, Fast Eddie is in the chat room, and uh, he's he wants you to know how much he he enjoyed you on the on the Roseanne show. That so, was a, uh, oh, that was a fun show to do, and um, you know uh, my friend Martin Mullet was on. He was a regular, and then they wanted me to come. I suggested that Roseanne and her husband at the time were big fans of a show I did called Fernwood Tonight. So they said, gee, we'd love to have you on the show. And I said, well, it might be funny if I came on and was Martin's boss, because he was kind of my boss on uh, uh, on Fernwood Tonight. And they said, that's a good idea. And then they came back and they said, why don't you come on and be his gay boyfriend? So I didn't. I said, gee, that sounds funny, but you know, I, I think I was doing something else. And a year later, Martin called and he said, the writers asked me to ask you, uh, to come on, and you, we would not only be a gay couple, but be getting married, and we're going to adopt a, a baby. And I said, this is too good to pass. And I said, yes. Yeah. So I went on, and I, we were the first uh, a gay wedding on television, and uh, it was it was uh, one of the funnest shows I've ever done. The, the 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 wedding itself, you know, Roseanne could get almost anyone she wanted. She had, you know, they throw the bouquet, and it turned around. It was Milton Berle in the dress. <laughs> uh, Norm Crosby is the minister. Uh, they had uh, um, Liza Minnelli impersonated. So it was just a great show. I never had any bad moments on the Roseanne show. 
Oh, that was that was really a, a lot of fun to watch. And and uh, there's a comment in the chat also that um, they love you. I think this is Nikki. It is me. <laughs> Nikki, all right. What, what, what show? Oh my gosh, so I you love with? you on Modern Family. And I can't think of anybody that they could have cast to be a better Phil dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I did two episodes. One was very brief, and the other one was the one where I uh, came by with the, my camper and the dog. And um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, that, that was a fun show to do, and I hope to do another one. If they they should uh, give me a call, I'm you know I'm the dad. And uh, the trouble is, my my character lived in Florida, and they live in California. Yep. So I suggest that right, get, we, we all get together in Disney World in Florida, but we'll see. That would be awesome. Well, and then I have just one more quick question. I promise I won't take up any more time, Betty Jo. Um, you, okay, so how do you know William Shatner? I know how you know George Takei because you actually were in an improv show with him. I don't remember the name of it, but how did you know William Shatner? Gee, I forget. I met him at some event, and then I was on a William Shatner roast. Oh, my God, his roast, right. And I was so, I said, how am I going to roast right. this man with his, his uh, this legendary guy, and I, I was sitting in the dressing room with him, and I said, now, William, uh, Bill, I, I told him a couple of jokes they'd written for me, and he was the most charming guy. He was just oh. such a friendly man, and then we went to the Hollywood Bowl one night, and he was there, and we walked by, and he said, hello, Fred, and we sat with him for about 10 minutes. You know, you hear awful stories about William Shatter, but from the meetings I've had with him, he's just a, a charming guy, and boy, he keeps mm -hmm. going, doesn't he? He sure does. Yeah, he's, he, he's wonderful. If we could all have a career like he's having. What a horse. Yeah, I think you're quite up there. But anyways, those are my three big, huge interests. Uh, Modern Family, William Shatner, and Saturday Night Live. So I get to cover that all. Oh, thank you so much. Can you see why I'm such a huge fan? Thank you so much. <laughs> thank it's you. It's talking to you. <laughs> well, call NBC. We, we, you got to call NBC. That puts you I right through Lauren Michaels and say, uh, we want Fred Willard to host. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good. Well, we've you've given us a few projects to work on here. A, a major movie co-starring with uh, Cloris Leachman, and now you've given Nikki uh, an assignment you there. People have to do the homework now and get uh, a campaign going. And uh... that's great. Exactly. <laughs> Betty White. Do you remember oh, that, Fred? Um, Fred, they did that for Betty White. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Sure. We are going. Yeah. Really yeah. After Betty, Betty White. So, but you you have been so nice to to call in again and to. Uh, to make this anniversary uh, party very special indeed, but I think we've we've gone over our allotted time. But I just any time you want to call Thank in. Thank you. Oh, nice! What anniversary is this? How long? The fifth. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. And two hundred about two hundred and fifty episodes. Isn't that isn't that right? Uh, Boy, that's, yes. that's Congratulations! That's terrific. Well, thank you, and and we're we're so happy that you that you ended up being the most popular. Guest that has uh, that we've had on our show during the past five years, and and we love you, and just keep on making us laugh. Will you do that, Fred? I, I sure will. I, I hate to be promoting things, but yeah. also uh, later this this summer, uh, a new show is coming on called Market Warriors. I'm the voice. I'm the narrator of it. It's from the oh. people who do uh, Antiques Roadshow, and it's yeah, just I, I've been watching it and narrating it, and it's a fascinating show. Um, where people go around to flea markets, they have four people go around to flea markets, buy things, and then try to resell them at a big auction, and you're kind of rooting for them to make money on it. And uh, 
really colorful characters, and it's a lot of fun if you're interested in that kind of thing. And uh, uh, they used me again for some reason, but it's great. And, uh, oh, I'm glad you're doing that because uh, Antiques Roadshow I always watch. So well, you'll love it. I think it'll, it'll debut right after Antiques Roadshow. It's called uh, Market Warriors, and it's kind of addictive. You get into it, and you uh, there are four very likable people that go around, and uh, you'll recognize my voice. It's uh, me. I'm narrating. Oh, you'll do a great job on so, that. So we'll people definitely... somehow will think I'm an expert on antiques, which I'm not. <laughs> well, just like you were an expert in, on dog shows. And exactly, dogs. yes. <laughs> I'm not one, but I played one on, uh, in the movies. I played yes. one on TV. <laughs> so. Well, we're, we're just um, going to congratulate you again for <laughs> being our top guest. And, and thank, uh, thank you, you for, for making us laugh and for and, and for giving us all of these uh, TV shows and movies and, and sketch group comedy shows to uh-huh. appreciate and and we'll we'll hope to uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Oh, but if not before the uh, next anniversary. Yeah, right. Yes. The sixth, sixth anniversary. Yeah, and then next year you can say, Fred, what happened to all those projects that you did last year? I said, well, <laughs> you know, they got you another business. They didn't go, and I'm just kind of waiting. I'm in busy between. <laughs> what happened to Nikki's campaign? No yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I said, well, I'm hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Now, Nikki, we've awesome. really got our work cut out for us. We've got to get started on that. Well, well, Fred, um, you know, I, I don't want to rush you off, but I, I do know that you, you are busy and you have other things to do. And we, we will uh, we'll hold you that to come back for the uh, sixth anniversary, and we'll report on our projects and you report on yours, okay? You okay, nice talking to you, and congratulations. You too. Our pleasure. So bye for now. Oh my He's so gosh. great. Fred is what a wonderful, yes, talented so guy, great. and how nice of him to call in. And speaking of, of talented uh, guys, uh, Morgan, <laughs> we're we're you lucky to have you as our. But wasn't that? Is, is, you see I'm, why I? I'm why just I, apologizing to him in chat, like, oh my gosh, Morgan, you should mute me. I just love Fred so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, yeah, just, I, you know, I, I just, I just it. let you guys go and then have a good time with it. I, I just thought I it just, was funny. It was, and I, so I just cute. took a chance, you know, to to contact his uh, publicist about two two days ago, and uh, you know, I I didn't dream, but that that he would call in, but he's just uh, he's just such a great guy, and I'm sure that we no, we, we can hold was, him to that uh, <laughs> to that, that day next next year. Oh yeah. I was thinking that his company, Mohos, yeah. he needs to be careful with the sign guy, make sure he's not dyslexic, because that could really be a bad translation on the sign. He the could. Signs. I know. Oh, no. I, I know. It's true. Make sure he doesn't type wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could be the worst kind although of I don't think, Although, Morgan, I don't think you'd have a problem with it at all, actually. No, you probably have a lively right. crowd. <laughs> He's probably thought about that, but but anyway, well, we did promise our listeners that we would have some some clips from from our uh, favorite shows in the past, and so let's do uh, turn to to that part of the show. And these clips were prepared for us by our assistant producer, Danny Dyer. So thanks so much, Danny. And I think it's important to start with Cloris Leachman. War. As I mentioned before, she ran Fred Willard a close race <laughs> in the popular guest category. And this 
clip. Uh, Nikki, you'll remember it. It's from her interview back in 2009, and it's from the episode she turned into a comedy ambush. Now, you remember Fred said she just marched into his uh, dressing room and took the book away from him. <laughs> she came on our show and <laughs> turned it into a comedy ambush. So here's Cloris talking about her autobiography and her experience at the famous actor's studio. Now, if I can just get the right clip, we'll be all right. Here it is. I'm just so impressed with the way you did, of course, include all aspects of your life. You, you talked about your career, your family, your friends, and your honest you feelings. <laughs> right, and your honest feelings about about everything that's uh, happened to you. But my favorite books, I part of the book was, and I, I have to admit this, were those behind-the-scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers? I I'm still chuckling over the the actor studio uh, stories about Marlon Brando, and, you know about the chicken and your imitation of a lizard. <laughs> Would you? Which one of those was your favorite? And, and could you tell our listeners a, a little bit about uh, uh, Marlon Brando? Actor studio. Well, yeah, one of the stories, right? About the chicken or your imitation of the of a lizard. No, I like the one where <laughs> uh, we had to use objects, or, or we had to do things without something. Or for instance, uh, uh, one person got up and. Um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana. <clears throat> so right, I remember that one too. So he put his right, his left hand up, and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully, very carefully down, down, and then his other, took another little piece on the top and started. Pulling it down, 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 and started with the next, and he said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can smell it. He thought the scent was, he was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. <laughs> 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 that's a great that's that is a great story. And and if if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the actor's studio. Is that no, right? No, that isn't true. No, 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 no. I okay. loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much it meant to me. What a extraordinary part of my life it was, and I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been. And Oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup. Oh, what is it? Potato, celery, leeks. Oh, yum. Mm. Yum. Mm. Mm. I can smell it. I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room. <laughs> I, he I know she's making me hungry. <laughs> well, if I eat something, would it sound like... <laughs> Morris, you you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you? Well, I think I still do. I have to 
agree that Cloris is still a Peck's bad girl. For example, during that episode, she kept eating that soup. And, Nikki, you'll remember this, when you and Jazz and oh I my sang happy birthday to her, she, she told us it was the worst singing she ever heard. Remember that? Oh, my God. I'm telling you what. I had to stay muted for that show because she is hysterical. The whole time that we interviewed her, Morgan, she was eating her soup. Yeah. And I thought <laughs> no. that we would be so sweet. Oh, I lost Morgan. Is he there? No, I'm here. Oh. Okay. Well, I didn't see you in the chat. Sorry. Anyway, so totally saying her happy birthday, which, by the way, was probably the worst thing she'd ever heard, but she just threw it out there. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> we kind of had to had to admit it, but we did have a great a great time with her. She just kind of took over the show, and and she brought her son George England with her, who's uh, her uh, manager, yep. and uh, he had fun with you, Nikki, in in the chat, and uh-huh. we just uh, the the whole show was really really uh, just something outrageous, but it was it was a lot of a lot of fun. Now, making up for our bad singing to Cloris, Lucy Arnaz, who's the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, came on the show during the past year and shared two fabulous numbers from her new CD, Latin Roots. And uh, here's one of them. Listen very carefully for the drums. Oye, mi tonada, rumba madumba para ti. Oye, 
Um, so he, he flirted with building a, a small amusement park across the street from the studio, and uh, the city of Burbank wasn't too happy about it. And then he ran into all these financial problems, so he really couldn't do it. Um, and, and then there, uh, there were other factors as well. Uh, Walt really, when he first got the idea of Disneyland, things were going great. Uh, Snow White was a, a big hit. I'm going back to 1939. It had made $8 million, and movie tickets cost $0.25 cents for adults and a dime for kids. So he was really expanding at that point, and then he came up with Fantasia, Pinocchio, and Bambi, and he, he had a new studio in Burbank and 3,000 employees, and almost everything went south. Uh, Pinocchio, Bambi, and Fantasia had all failed in their first releases. Oh, no. w- World War II had cut off his overseas market. Um, um, the the uh, artist, about 40% of them had gone on strike, which, which made Walt feel really bitter and betrayed. He thought it was a communist-led led strike against him. Um, he was forced to sell stock in the company, which he didn't want to do because um, he didn't like answering to anybody, but he had no choice. And, and, and Bank of America had him under his thumb. So there were all these de- depressing things. And, and most of the things he made during World War II propaganda films for the government and the only real successes he had during the war financially were re-releasing Snow White and and Dumbo which was uh, much lower budget than Fantasia, Pinocchio and Bambi and the public sort of took to that one right away uh, you know for whatever reason but but, it was a cute um, movie it was a really cute movie it's one of my favorites oh yeah absolutely you know well well you know, you always get sidetracked with these stories here, but uh, I'll tell you what happened. Bambi took so long to make. It started in 1937, and it took five years. Um, and and uh, because of that, they, they weren't going to get any product out in 1941. So they started working on Dumbo. And, and see, with Bambi, they were trying to be so realistic. With Dumbo, they just said, it's, it's a cartoon. You know, the, the heart is in the story. Not, not in what we're trying to do with, with technology here, or, or trying to make the animals seem like they're they're living in the forest. And, and so the Dumbo was mostly made when Walt was away in South America for a good neighbor trip, and the artists just poured their hearts into it. And so Walt came back, and his brother Roy said, "Well, I don't know what we're going to do with this Dumbo. It's too long for a feature. I, I'm sorry, it's too long for a short cartoon, but it's only an hour. It's too short for a feature." And so Walt watched it, and he started crying. He was so moved by the, you know, the the mother elef- elephant and the the baby elephant and their relationship. And he said, "Roy, just release it as is. Nobody's going to care how short it is." Now, actually, they added a couple of short cartoons to, to, you know, help it be a little bit longer. But but Dumbo was a really big hit. I loved Dumbo and didn't care if it was shorter than most Disney features. It was such a delightful film. We really learned a lot from Stephen during that episode, which is why it's one of my favorites. Morgan, do you have a favorite Movie Addict Headquarters episode that you'd like to mention? Oh, Lord, there's so many episodes you've done that uh, I've enjoyed over the years. Um, It's just not easy to pick any one particular one. I like the ones where it goes off kilter, where you never expected to hear someone say what they say, uh, the real surprise interviews. Those are always my favorites because 
they're not only educational, they're entertaining. <laughs> I like the way you think. That's why I that's why I think the Cloris Leachman <laughs> interview Absolutely. was uh, was, was uh, such a yeah, such a popular one. How about you, uh, Nikki? Um is there a favorite uh, episode that you'd like to to mention? Um well, you know I love Gary Bostrick. And, yeah, me too. Yeah, and the, I love the I mean, seriously, I was so starstruck. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, I really, really, really loved it. Well, we we have uh, repeated that episode yeah. uh, every Halloween. I think we do that because uh, Barry Bostwick was was talking to us about his experience as one of the lead characters in the Rocky Horror yes. Picture Show. So, so we we love that. And Alan called kind in. Of like, Alan Levy called in. Yes, he did. He did, and, and we had a we had a lot of callers, and and that's uh, that's also a, a terrific uh, episode. You know, I agree with you, Morgan. Uh, I have so many favorite, not necessarily episodes, but moments from various episodes, and and of course, we I know I've extended the time, but we still can't cover all of them in in no. one show. But here here are a few that just popped into my mind. Debbie Reynolds. Uh, sang her hit song Tammy during an episode when we paid yeah. tribute to her. But she changed the lyrics into a, a send your money send your request, money. <laughs> and that was a surprise. And then Russell Hornsby, now this is a recent episode, he just simply oozed enthusiasm for his role in Grimm, which is one of my favorite new TV series. And Nancy Lombardo, who, by the way, uh, from Comedy Concepts, who is in the chat room now. Hi, hi, Nancy. But when she was imitating Gilda Radner's funny characters or reciting Katherine Hepburn's famous movie lines and sounding just like all of them, I just, I mean, it just wowed me. And I, I laugh every time I think about it. She's just great. She's a very and then, talented. She is. She is. And by the way, her show usually runs on Friday on Blog Talk Radio, and it's Comedy Concepts. And then Lorna left. Oh, how I loved that interview. And especially when she shared with us uh, the gorgeous mother-daughter medley um, that she put together with the help of Barry uh, Manilow. And just to hear Judy and uh, Lorna singing together, it was really something special. And, of course, the Muppet Mania skit with Morgan Lawrence and Danny Dyer filling in for some iconic Muppets. In fact, if I can find it here, let's play that Muppet skit right now. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Kermit. Thank you for inviting me. I heard this is a fun show, so I've been looking forward to being here. We do have a lot of fun here, and we're so glad you could join us, especially on the day before the opening of your new movie. We're hoping Miss Piggy will be here a little later. This must be an exciting time for all you Muppets. Yes, it's very exciting. You know, we haven't made a big screen movie for about 12 years, so we're all kind of nervous. Oh, Kermie, you know the excitement doesn't phase moi at all. I'm such a big star now. I simply let my fans adore me more. Hi, Miss Piggy. I wasn't expecting you so early in the show, but it's such a treat to meet you. Of course it is, dear. Hello, everyone. Kissy, kissy. And you don't look a bit older than in your last film. What's your secret? 
Now it wouldn't be a secret if I told you, would it, dear? Don't you agree, Kermie? Oh, uh, I suppose you're right, Piggy. That's Miss Piggy to you, Frog. Well, Miss Piggy and Kermit, now that both of you are with us, I want to ask you some questions about your new film. Kermit, you've played some interesting characters in the Muppet movies, like Bob Cratchit and Captain Smollett. And you play yourself again, though, in the Muppets film opening tomorrow. I'm curious about which character you enjoy doing the most. I think me is my favorite part. Acting-wise, I really stretch to play me. And you do it so well, Kermit. But I understand you had to be quite dramatic in this new movie because you're trying to bring the Muppets back together to save the Muppet Theater. Is that right? Yes. For example, in one scene, I walk through the halls of the big mansion looking at portraits of my Muppet friends and missing them. It was very emotional, and I hope it proves those critics wrong who wrote things like the frog candy moat. I'm sure glad I never wrote anything like that, Kermit. And Miss Piggy, I'm told you're playing a plus-size editor of Vogue Paris. And you get to show off your fashion sense with readers all over the world. How do you feel about that new role? Well, I'm sure no one but moi could play this high-powered, gorgeous scene-stealer. I actually saved the day and went Kermie's hen. Don't I, Kermie, dear? Oh, yeah, I uh, smell an Oscar, pig. Uh, I mean, Miss Piggy. Oh, Kermie, I smell it, too. Hey, 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 folks. There's more than drama and glamour in this new flick. Don't forget the comedy. Oh, my gosh, it's Fozzie Bear. I didn't know you could make it today, Fozzie. Thanks for dropping by. Someone had to liven things up, so here I am. Good for you, Fozzie. What were you doing before Kermit got you involved in his plans to save the Muppet Studio? Well, as you know, I live to make people laugh. So I took my stand-up act, my gags, my whoopee cushions, my banana peels, to Reno, and joined the Muppet Tribute Band, called the Muppets. But I missed everyone so much. I know the feeling, Fozzie. I've missed the Muppets, too. That's why I'm very excited about seeing all of you together on the big screen again. I plan to be first in line at the box office, and on behalf of the entire Movie Attic Headquarters gang, thanks to the three of you for being our special guests today. And I know how busy you all are, so bye for now, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear. Like all your fans, we can hardly wait to see The Muppets, your new film which opens tomorrow. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
episode. So thank you so much for for being such a good sport. Whenever we need uh, voice talent, <laughs> we give we give you a call or Nancy Lombardo a call or Danny a call, and um, it really adds to the show. We're we're very blessed to uh, to have talent like like yours to be able to call on. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot. Almost forgot to tell everyone about our fifth anniversary book giveaway, and we have extended the the show. It will um, we can go for 90 minutes, so don't worry, folks. We can get <laughs> we can get the uh, all the clips in, I think. But before uh, some of the listeners uh, might have to leave, I do want to mention that we have five film-related books to give to five lucky winners of our book anniversary book drawing. And, and uh, these books are Lucille Ball, FAQ, Everything Left to Know About America's Favorite Redhead by James Sheridan and Barry Monish, who, who were both guests on our show, Me and Orson Welles by Robert Kaplow, Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick by Kimberly Potts, who's also been on our show, Confessions of a Movie Addict by me, and Susan Sarandon, a true maverick, also by yours truly. If you want to enter the book drawing, just send an email to me at realtalk, that's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net with book drawing in the subject area. Then I'll place your name in the drawing and notify the winners by the end of next week. And I don't want people to miss uh, this part of the show either uh, if they have to leave, because on a personal note, I want everyone to know that hosting Movie Addict Headquarters has truly been five fun years for me. And I want to thank all our terrific guests and our wonderful helpers like Nikki Starr, who's been with the show from the very beginning, Danny Dyer, Larry Tucker, Jazz Shaw, Morgan Lawrence, A.J. Hockery, Diana Sanger, James Cold Harrison, Misha Zubrov, Nell Minow, A.J. Daniels, Will Griffin, Amy Domestico, John Sweet, Denise Casino, Demos Yanikos, Fausta Rodriguez-Wirtz, George Bettinger, Nancy Lombardo, and Alan Levy, who started Blog Talk Radio. And I also want our listeners to know how much we appreciate them uh, especially loyal fans like Sharon the Story Lady, Vicki Nicolaitis, Jane Bernard, Judy Joy Jones, Olivia Wilder, the Ghost Hostess, Felix of New Jersey, Laughing Lady, Miss Laugh-A-Lot, Mary Brockman, and all the guys at Wacko Bob's Morning Show, Fast Eddie, Wacko Bob himself, Richard, and many, many others. If I've left anyone out, please forgive me. So now let's get back to the to the clips. This is on a more serious uh, note because we did um, do a an Elizabeth Taylor remembered show last year. That was one of the most popular shows, and um, it featured actress Joan Benedict Steiger, who reveals her surprising connection to Elizabeth Taylor. Now let me see if I can find that one. Here it is. Joan, I remember that Elizabeth earned her first Oscar for Butterfield 8. What was your connection to that project? Well, uh, first of all, let me tell you, it's the first time I have ever spoken about it. <laughs> and it's on your oh. show. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank I was you. Just, uh, I was just uh, 18. I was starting out in New York as an actress. And... Um, 
I I constantly bothered the MGM casting director. So I got this call from from him, and he said, Joan, I think I've got something wonderful for you. It's a great opportunity. And I was just still a teenager. I was like 19, almost 20. And um, he said, Elizabeth Taylor is going to be doing a film in New York. Of course, I was in New York at the time. And uh, he said, uh, Daniel Mann is going to be directing. Danny Mann was a very important director at the time, had, had done mm-hmm. a lot of Broadway. And uh, so they were very excited about the film. However, he said, Elizabeth does not want to do this film. And... Uh, Danny, being a Broadway director, liked a lot of rehearsal. So she said, well, I will, and and Danny wanted Elizabeth to rehearse. So she said, well, I'll do the film, but I will not come to New York to rehearse the film. And she had to do this film because otherwise she would not have gotten Cleopatra. So she agreed to do it. She said, if you'll get somebody to rehearse the whole movie with Danny Mann. Well, I auditioned for Danny, and he said, well, now that I see you, and I was brunette at the time, uh, now that I see you, uh, I'd like you to double for her also in the film and and stand in for her and, and be with me here at all times. So I auditioned uh, in red form and uh, got the job. Now, it, wow. it was probably one of the most unique uh, jobs because uh, it was not exactly stand-in, not exactly dumb. It was different. Um, yes. So when I when I started, um, I did all the rehearsals with Lawrence Harvey, and, and uh, it was very, very exciting. It was done up at Gold Medal Studios in the Bronx. And um, we rehearsed for um, a month or two, and then uh, Elizabeth uh, came in and uh, watched rehearsals and so forth, and then uh, started the film. Well, we were we were doing the rehearsals and so forth, and then uh, started the film. And lo and behold, there was a, a SAG strike, Screenactors Guild strike. Uh, so the whole cast, except me, went back to California, and uh, that it was a, a long strike. I think about a month, and then everybody came back again. This became a whole career, <laughs> and we did the film. So. It was a very exciting thing for me, and uh, that was uh, how I met Elizabeth Taylor, and um, she was completely charming to me, and she had a little Yorkie that used to follow her around (laughs) on the set, and um, I have to say, she was a very intuitive uh, actress. Um, Everything she did was like one take, and uh, really fabulous. No doubt about it. Liz made some wonderful films, and we were pleased to devote a show to her and to have Joan share her connection with Elizabeth Taylor for the first time right here on Movie Addict Headquarters. 
We were also pleased to present a Gilda Radner tribute this year, which turned out to be our most popular show in the past 12 months. It was so inspirational to hear about Gilda's clubs established to help people with cancer, which are operating not just in the United States, but in Canada and even in the United Kingdom. I thought that this episode reminded us that Gilda was a true comic genius, and here's Gilda herself with her tap audition to prove it. My, uh, my name is Gilda Radner. Uh, I've had extensive experience in children's theater, worked for the Board of Education. I was eight. And for, um, for my audition today, I'm going to do a, a number which I choreographed myself, and I wrote the song myself. Can you help me? Start. I really want this job. <laughs> Hey! 
I'm still tapping away with Gilda now. How about you, Morgan? Yeah, I'm dancing myself to the stars. <laughs> well, I guess we better stop tapping long enough to check with Nikki to see if uh, she has a, a report from the chat room. Anything you'd like to bring up now from the chat, uh, no, we're Nikki? No, we're just listening and having fun. Rudy's in, Timer's in, some fun. Well, and good. I, I hope I'm about to lose my voice. Yep, I almost made it. Okay. Oh, well, I, I'm, well, all right. We we're, we won't have you do any any more talking. Just enjoy, <laughs> just enjoy the rest the rest of the show. And uh, I see that we have Boston Red in the chat room along with Comedy Concepts and Ty T H Y M E R. And we also have the fast. Uh, we have uh, Eddie, so we're so glad that we extended the the show because I wanted to make sure that uh, we got to hear all of the clips and and especially this one. Um, this is a clip from um, the interview that we had with uh, Debbie Reynolds, and it features Jazz Shaw, Jordan Wellen, and James Colt Harrison talking with with Debbie and I'm going to play that right now. I think you'll love it. We were so thankful to get a visit in person by Debbie Reynolds and this clip I think you'll all enjoy. It starts out with uh I believe Jazz is asking Debbie what she thought about Shirley McLean's performance in Postcards from the Edge. And the reason that question came up is because Postcards from the Edge is uh, from a book written by Debbie's daughter, Harry Fisher. Debbie also talks about how talented her daughter is and about the men in her life. So here's here's a little peek at the show where we paid tribute to the great Debbie Reynolds. What was your reaction to Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge? I thought it was great. I wanted the part. I know. <laughs> And you should have gotten it. Well, I mean, Carrie, uh, Carrie wrote wrote this part supposedly about me, which it wasn't, but, you know, everybody thought it was. So I said, look, everybody's going to think it is me. I might as well play it. But Mike Nichols says, uh, no, he wanted Shirley, so Shirley got to do it. She was wonderful. I thought she was great. Uh, it wasn't, it really isn't me. Uh, you know, luckily, I, I don't have that disease. As far as alcoholism, I'm delighted because then I can have a drink once in a while. <laughs> if, you, if you have a disease, you can't. So I, I'm fortunate that I don't have that problem. But I thought it was a very funny picture, and I thought it, Carrie did a great job, wrote it. She's a great writer, Carrie. And like oh, I yes. said, she's opening next week on Broadway. So it's called yeah. uh, Wishful Drinking, which is pretty funny. And I'm praying that it will be a big hit. Well, there you well, go, she's... You can open the bar when we all come to California. Okay. Well, all right, okay. I'm coming to La Jolla. We're going to have drinks on the beach. Yeah, we'll have them on the beach. Thank we'll get you. arrested because they don't allow it. But Oh, well, then we'll then we'll just sip wine it around your patio. Yeah. Yes, well, Carrie was, well, Terry Terry was, was hilarious in uh, 30 Rock, too. That was oh. funny. Oh, Carrie on 30 Rock. She, she got an there. Emmy. Yeah, she's hilarious. Emmy nomination. Well, she is a very talented girl. She takes after her mother. (laughs) (laughs) 
and and maybe she can take care of her of her mother when her mother gets tired of all of all this work that she's doing. Well, that's tomorrow, so she better get work fast. <laughs> Oh, golly. I wonder, I know you said we could ask you uh, anything. I, I kind of hesitate sure. to, to ask this, but I have heard you talk about this before uh, to a room full of 700 people, so I thought that I would would dare to ask because I, I just think you have the most uh, humorous and healthy attitude about um, the, the, men, the former men in your life. <laughs> Now, well, let's, not, let's not get R-rated here. <laughs> no, we won't get, not with Debbie. We won't get R-rated. Well, with no. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of actresses have that problem. You know, the they, you know, the men can't take the women that are kind of famous and more than they, and it's really difficult for them. And so, it winds up to be unsuccessful mergers. And also, when they leave, they take all the money, which is sort of depressing. <laughs> That's the, and oh you've you've just, in spite of uh, of that, you have managed to uh, soldier on and then um, make uh, some of the some of these many examples in your wonderful shows. <laughs> because I remember. Oh yes, I I uh, all in stitches. <laughs> yes, I I I tease them a great deal and I call them all kinds of names and um, I you know. The word schmuck comes into mind, uh, but you can't say that on television or radio. But I do not have good taste in men, and so I just leave it alone now. I don't even go out. You know, I don't date. I don't do But I have a lot of great male friends, and my brother is wonderful. My son is wonderful. I love men. It's just that I seem to have an allergy to attracting men that want to take all my money. So I've decided I just can't afford it anymore. It's like a, a sale, a sale at Macy's. I can't have it. <laughs> you gotta love Debbie. Uh, there, uh, she was uh, quite candid in that uh, in that interview, and so there were some moments there, Morgan. Um, that reminds me of what you. Oh, that was yes, the thing about Debbie is her genuine honesty about the situation was always up front. And, and no matter who asked her the questions, she was going to tell you the way things really were. Exactly. And um, I just can't believe that she is just still doing her live shows. And uh, I think she's been appearing in some movies, of course, just in supporting roles. But she you know, she definitely is the unsinkable Debbie Reynolds, yeah. and I'll never forget her I, in the movie The Unsinkable Molly Brown. I thought she did just a great job, and she did get an Oscar nomination for that. I well, said, never stop working. Exactly, especially if you're doing something that that you love you to love. do. You love, sure. Exactly, like um, like Morgan, who's who's doing so many showbiz gigs, and I'm. Uh, wanting you to break a leg in all of them and to come back on the show. Um, as soon as you finish exposure, that's the first thing that I that I want you back on the show for. So so do we have your uh, a deal on that? Absolutely. I look forward to doing the show with you on that. Yes, I think that will be a lot of fun. And um, now since uh, Nikki's lost her voice and mine is, is started to, starting to go, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's time to wrap things up. I, we really did go um, – 
a half hour beyond our, our usual time, but it was well worth it. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and for featuring our fifth anniversary show as one of today's staff picks. We really appreciate it. I hope everyone enjoyed our party. I know I sure did. Thanks again to the great Fred Willard for calling in, to Morgan Lawrence for doing such an excellent job co-hosting, to Nikki Starr and our chatters for their contributions, to Danny Dyer for the show clips, and to everyone who joined in this anniversary celebration. Please come back next time for our 2012 Summer Film Preview featuring the famous movie mom, Nell Minow, and the infamous mad movie man, A.J. Hockery. It should be another fun show. That's all for now, folks, but we can't have a movie addict anniversary party without including something from my all-time favorite movie. So here's Gene Kelly taking us out with the title song. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. And I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds Dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I will smile my face, I walk down the lane with a happy refrain, just singing, singing in the rain, dancing in the rain, I'm happy again.